You know what I actually need to do is to figure out my introductions and my AKAs. I need to do that. And they're, they're going to be really cool. I'm going to spit bars, son. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Obviously. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out, though, with myself, Kepi, and Sobs. So if you are new here, welcome. This is the pod on which we'd really just like you to hear us out. We are all about being critical of self, being reflective and super analytical, all about accountability and reflection. Right? Yeah, definitely. I feel like this pod is really just an ongoing conversation with different points where we meander along the way but essentially it's one long ongoing conversation so again welcome back and let's jump right in so the previous episode that we recorded was the double down episode there is something that i was having in the conversation with um matankiso and cd where we were speaking about relationships friendships in particular that are no longer Uh, where they used to be, people having drifted apart for whatever reasons. And so Matankiso was speaking about her own personal experience. And she brought up a particular friendship of hers that has fizzled. So she says in her text to me, Sob says something earlier about letting people walk all over him because he wasn't confident. That's her paraphrasing what she understood of what you were saying. And then she goes on to say, I wonder if he didn't mean huinata. Because I'm learning that as long as one lets people get away with doubling down on hurtful words or practices, you end up being doubtful. In one of my responses, I said to her, I feel like these people who double down actually might be people with a little bit of a mental disorder like a low level mental illness that has gone undiagnosed a type of a type of a type of mental illness and incidentally since it is kind of the last week of may may is mental health awareness month so it's quite fitting that we'll be we'd be talking about this aspect of mental health so i feel like in our communities as black people as africans We don't really have a culture of, you know, tackling mental health as head on as we can. And that obviously would include, first of all, being able to identify the little markers or being able to identify the little micro behaviors that are kind of off in people. We tend to to write it off as oh, that's just the way that person is. They have a very difficult personality and that's true. Or the person is silly. Or the person is silly, right? Mm. Or whatever the case. We, we tend to make a lot of excuses for people or just generally overlook certain behaviors. And I do understand that some people basile. Some people do have problems with their characters and, 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 and things of that nature. However, I think there is a fine line that we don't actually ever address. There's a fine line between, okay, this person just has a tricky personality and these behaviors are are starting to get on the spectrum of kind of off the chart. You know what I mean? Like it's not normal. It's a little bit on the spectrum of mental illness. So we don't really have that. I don't know if other cultures do. 
um, other African cultures, but I know speaking for us as Basoto, we just stop at Mutunosili and that's what we chalk it up to. And we only really recognize mental illness when it's very, very extreme cases. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I have two examples in my own personal life of people who've actually gone beyond the point of this is just a personality thing to these people are actually mentally unwell, like clearly mentally unwell. So I think I'm very interested in, in kind of dissecting that a bit further and going further into that conversation of at what point do we call some of these personality types that are difficult on the spectrum of mental unwellness and how do we actually get into identifying it early and getting people the necessary assistance and equipping them with the tools that they need to be able to be aware of the fact that they might be on the spectrum. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So anyway, that's the, that's the larger conversation that we're going to get into. But in response to, or coming back to Matankiso's um, situation with this friendship of hers, she then came back and, and elaborated like this person actually was depressed at the time and was going through a lot. And, at what point, this is now Matangiso's question to me or the conversation that, that we were having. She said, at what point do you as the person who's on the receiving end actually allow yourself to step away from that situation? Are you just supposed to sit there and take it as this person literally is treating you badly and like low-key abusing you? Do you get what I mean? And I said to her, look, at the end of the day, we are all having a human experience. And a big part of the human experience is we are all going through some stuff Mm -hmm. at any given point, right? We may not be going through the same level of stuff. It may not affect us in the same way, but not a lot of people can say that they're happy, 100% happy with their lives. We all All the time. You get what I'm saying? We all have challenges. More often than not, we are going through challenges. That does not, however, remove from us the onus of being accountable and responsible for our actions. Then I went on to say, you know, with people that are actually on the spectrum, if, if that, I'm, that, that's just how I'm going to put it, on the spectrum of mental un- unwellness, whether it's depression or have anxiety or a little bit bipolar to like the more serious, your schizophrenias and, you know, all of those other mental mm-hmm. illnesses that are actually very, very serious. All mental ir- illness is serious, but, you know, there's a spectrum. Um, but a lot of times people who know that they are not okay I've noticed this with the person that was in my life directly, which was one of my very good friends who actually is very sick. Um, I noticed that they do it on purpose sometimes. I.e., I know that I'm depressed and I know you sobs are my partner and you love me. And therefore, you're going to be empathetic to my situation and what I'm struggling with. And so I can... Get away with anything. I can get away with literally everything. Dumping anything. 
all of the burdens that I have on you. I can get away with mistreating you. I can get away with emotionally abusing you because you love me and you are going to stick beside me regardless. regardless yeah. And that is what I don't like. That for me is very toxic because I feel as though sometimes these people that are going through so much internally want to project that and, and, externalize that or make other people feel what they are feeling internally. And that is very abusive. Yeah. And as a person who has that type of person in their life, who's going through struggle, understand that you have a threshold. It's obviously not, you know, we, we tend to think of it as not being admirable or a good thing to abandon a person who is going through something that difficult. However, you need to take care of your own mental health first. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you cannot continue to condone someone being abusive towards you just off the strength of you love this person. Mm-hmm. That can we can we're not doing that. We spoke about it uh protecting your energy. We spoke about all of these things of self-preservation. Self-preservation, removing yourself from a situation that is that is not beneficial or productive for you. And so even with people that do have mental illness, if they are not willing to address it and they are not willing to be responsible and accountable for their actions, you are well within your rights to remove yourself from that situation. And if that person wakes up one day and discovers, yo, a lot of my people are no longer here to support me, then they're just going to have to deal with that as the reality of the cards that they are dealt. It's not even the cards you're dealt at that point. You did this to yourself. You dealt those cards for yourself. And so I really, really do sympathize with Matankiso's position because I've also been in that position where someone has been very close to me, have loved a person to death, only to have that person who was a sister to me almost, you know what I mean? Like completely be abusive and like, (sighs) toxic is not enough. Abusive isn't enough. Like the things that I've gone through with that relationship are so intense that it's just like, I've done everything that I could, number one. Number two, I've gone above and beyond. Even after this person literally was cussing me out in a public space, calling me out my name, calling my mom and my dad out, like vulgarities. And still over and above that, because of the love that I had for this person, when I felt like there was a moment of need, I was still there. But I had to understand This person knows what they're doing. Yes, there's illness there, but there is also a person who is still capable of understanding the weight of their actions and their behaviors towards me and towards other people. So absolutely not. We are not tolerating abuse. We are done with being martyrs. We said this in the last episode. We're done with the martyrdom. You're not going to get brownie points for being the most abused person and the person who's going to be the most resilient to being abused by other people. We're off that. Like, I don't believe in that at all. The concept of 
taking the moral high ground is overrated and is a fraud. It is like off-white shoes from the Chinese corners that produce counterfeit sneakers. It is overrated, it is not necessary, and it is also self-inflicted abuse if you continue to allow it and live by that principle if it is not fully understood for what it is. That's where I, I, I am. With the issue of mental health in African communities, and I speak from the context of being a Mosotu born and raised in Lesotho by Basotho parents, I think we definitely have zero, not zero actually, we have very little infrastructure to help us identify, diagnose, and treat mental health, uh, mental illness, or understanding mental health as a you know, as a real thing, as a real thing. Yeah. When do you identify when people specifically in personal relationships that we have with people that are difficult? When do you start realizing that maybe this person or these people have actual mental health issues? You know, when you identify that, when you've done everything that you could to be there for those people, for that person, and you've realized that it's basically those relationships are unsalvageable and they still force you into a space of empathy. That's when you realize, oh no, maybe we might have a bigger problem at hand. And now my other issue is the fine line between mental health and actual characters of people. It's a tricky, thin rope it's a web it's as thin as a web because on the other side is mental health and there's empathy and then on the other side you're dealing with a character and a personality mm. that's just really difficult there's a difference between a person with mental health problems and a douchebag but now you have that fine line where you see people that are douchebags usually their mental health their mental health this is why we got here their mental health usually comes out or manifests out in behaviors that reflect on their characters mostly. But now those characteristics push and go to the extremes. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. If someone is, you know, the, the, there's a consistency in character. If that person in their time of being okay, they were still a very loud person and still they, uh, I mean, they're a douchebag. When they start, you know, showing signs of mental health, when they enter into their mental health state, they reflect those same behaviors, but on a really, really extreme, extreme, extreme level. level. So for me, I think it's a very hard, um, it's a very hard thing to identify um, as far as the back end of it in, in my personal experience. I have an experience with someone that's very close to me that in my experience with this person, I learned the characteristics of this person and I grew up understanding and and calculating and digesting and observing and, you know, kind of taking in this character and this personality and understanding it as, like you said, oh, well, this person has a difficult character and these are parts of his characteristics. This is his personality. These are his attributes. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. And that person is consistent, but now it's gotten to a level where you're like, even with this thing, you are incapable of experiencing or feeling empathy towards this situation and that situation and that situation. And I remember another person that was observing that person the same way that I was and experiencing that person. That person literally said, I think this person is sick. This person is sick in Sosoto is like, but 
that wakula is not maybe this this person needs to see a counselor this person needs to see a psychologist this person needs to see a psychiatrist it's literally how we engage with mental health when we see it we say either osele or this this thing that this person is doing is is almost inhumane and it's it's super weird to the level where you you yeah. can't even say it's an it's, it's, it's abnormal it's abnormal exactly it's just abnormal, it's abnormal. behavior you understand what i'm saying yeah. Man, and and that person is so close to me, man. Like that person is so close to me, and and what I mean, and I'm speaking from my personal experience when I say, and this is why we're having maybe this conversation. Like, how do you get to a level where you start empathizing with someone that's con- constantly doing wrong towards you, constantly doing you know hurtful things towards you, and still come back to like experience full empathy for that person yeah. when you realize maybe this person's behavior is triggered by certain things this then comes in to the next stage coming down it's ptsd adhd bipolar schizophrenia and all mm. those different variables then in our context in our culture we need to identify those things and place them in our context what is schizophrenia what is bipolar mm. and how do we then diagnose those things when we see them you yeah. understand what i'm saying yeah. i think the western world has you know even though i think it has like quite a number of flaws as far as you know i don't want to go into the because i think it will be like on a i, I don't want to politicize my, my 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 thought towards this reference mm-hmm. but i think with the western world or or, or or white folk usually when they start seeing someone act diff you know kind of different you need to see a psychologist you need to see a, see a counselor you need to see you need to see someone that you need to sh- see a shrink yeah. They have those people in place that can help you. Uh, we don't have that culture as yet. Mm. Especially because a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a counselor, a therapist, a shrink, those people are people that are seen by people that have money. What about those people in Gacha? What about those people in the villages that are experiencing sure. depression? That are, sure. You know, that, then culturally we have these things that say if you have depression, either as a man or woman, specifically as a man, ah, why, what are you crying about? Well, what is this that you're crying about and telling, you know, why? what do you mean you're not feeling okay and you feel like you want to cry? Or what, what, what? You understand what sure. I'm saying? Those negative, sure. ex- those negative feelings and experiences, we don't have a context for them and the impact of those particular things. And I feel like another thing is trauma some people have trauma that leaves them incapable of receiving and reciprocating love or mm-hmm. showing love or projecting love they don't have any light or concept of love they don't have any context of love and therefore those things that come from far back man they come out later in life and they start haunting them in whatever like in whatever way and they become aggressive people passive aggressive people violent people all these different things that people experience but we end up seeing them as this is this person's character these are the characteristics that come with this person and not really thinking about what could have caused this person to be so violent? Yeah. What could have caused this person to be so aggressive? Yeah. What kind of home was this person, you know, raised in? Yeah. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? And sometimes, another part for me, sometimes even these people that have mental health problems are conscious of their behaviors during their oppression of others or their abuse of others or their treatment that is foul of others. That's now like mental health. I don't know if people that I'm like, are people like supposed to be aware of what they're doing? Because the same person that has bipolar is the same person that has the utmost capacity to do right and good when it's convenient for them. Yeah. And then that same person that has bipolar 
is the same person that has the utmost capacity, capabilities to treat other people badly. Mm. Some people are just narcissists. Some people just love attention. Some people also love to play victim. Some people love to enjoy that feeling of being asked, are you okay? And some people just really, really milk the feeling of sulking. And some people just enjoy not being okay. Do you understand that mm. some people just enjoy being not okay? Yeah. And they like it when people ask them if they're okay or not. And yeah. when we check, also these are the types of people that don't want to pull their weight. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. These are the types of people that don't want to pull their weight. They'll be on some, I'm not going to do this. Dude, why are you not going to do this? Yeah, but you know I'm saying to like, you know, my mom died when I was a child. Sure. Is that PTSD? Because there's people that literally have yeah. mental health problems. And I think later on, as we go on in the conversation, I'm going to give a different context of one of the things that we're developing together that we want to find a bridge between Western medicine and traditional African spiritual practices and kind of the esoteric nature of certain pillars in it and how we can find ways to demystify them, to contextualize them in a way that can be, they can be applied more easily to help us. My thing is with all these different people, man, there's people that actually have depression. There's people that actually are suffering from certain mental health issues. Some people are traumatized, but there's also those people that are just silly, bruv. Yeah. There's people that are just douchebags. There's just people that are douchebags. Like, yeah, I think, um, one thing that I've noticed in working with orphans, when these kids get older, there's an entitlement yeah, that comes up of, yeah. yeah, but the world has dealt me such the terrible cards, cards yeah. that I am always entitled to behave badly and everyone should be understanding of the fact that this is my life and we should, we should all just feel sorry for me and we should all understand like my life sucks. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that we are speaking from a, a position of privilege at the current moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it's like to lose a mom and a dad. I can't even imagine the devastation that that is. However, it's not enough to play that card over and over and over again and think that the world should care because ultimately it goes back to the example, Yamang, so where it's like, Everyone has a threshold at the end of the day. You get what I mean? We will care, but only up until a point where it's like, okay, dude, like we're tired of hearing the story. We're tired of helping. We're tired of doing X, Y, and Z. And so my thing is there is no simple solution even, right, for, for this thing. And I also want to give a disclaimer, right? We're not speaking on necessarily the entire spectrum of mental health we are not experts. It's just from what we have experienced in our personal lives, yeah, yeah. In, in relationships. And we're not saying, if I don't get along with you and I've tried everything to get along with you, that then means maybe that, you have mental that, health issues. You get what I mean? No, like, that's, no, no, that's no, not no. even what we're on, right? So, for me, just to, to track back a little bit, my thing with people that I, I become very suspicious of their mental health is people that, first of all, they're double downers. So they don't know how to apologize. They don't know really how to be accountable for their actions. And they want to perpetuate 
the cycles of toxicity that for me is a red flag like if you want to constantly keep engaging with a person that you don't like or that you don't get along with and engage in that negative cycle of those negative um exchanges of energy then I'm starting to look at you like, my guy, are, are you, you enjoying okay? This? Also, are you enjoying this? <laughs> are you okay? Are you enjoying and this? You clearly are yeah. because you want to do it all the time. And now I have to question, why do you enjoy it? What about you is, and like, what is enjoyable about uh, this thing? About this not so best energy. That we're doing. That's, you, you get understand? me. Some people also like that. What I'm saying is some people that, enjoy it. They do. And that's a red flag for me. That's where I start to think, okay, cool. And I'm sure a lot of us, a lot of us can name at least two, three people in your life that exhibit the same you know what? types of characteristics, behaviors, and traits. Absolutely. You know what? Other thing that is really strong about those people, yeah. they are always the victims. They are Victimhood. Al- they are always the victims. Oh, my God. And also, they are always right. And also, they're always justified. In whatever they do, they are justified in doing it because they're correct and because they are the victim. Because they're the one that's being done wrong. All the time. You get what I mean? So people who kind of have that type of thing where it's like you're, you're, you're seeing the commonality of the thread, but this is always the underlying thing. The underlying thing is you're always right. The underlying thing is you're always somehow the victim. Also, even when you're inflicting like negative and toxic behavior and energy on other people yeah. but also somehow you're always justified yeah. in your actions also also i should you, empathize also you can never ever be accountable for anything you don't no, know no, how no, to no, apologize no. for anything like for me now i'm like okay this is a red flag this is this is low level you are mentally unwell yeah you get what i mean yeah this is entry yeah. level this is abnormal behavior yeah. no person yeah. can move through the world thinking that this is normal and thinking that this is natural. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. There is no way. Like we've yeah. all kind of been raised with the same kind of principles. You get what I'm saying? And there's just things and behaviors where you're like, but who does this though? Yeah. In what world is this okay? How would you be able to do this if you weren't in the home space, if it's someone that's very close, or if you weren't in this relationship with me, would you be able to conduct yourself on this level with yeah. other people yeah. and like really think that you're okay? Yeah. And my other thing is this, that gets me. It's oftentimes very intelligent people. Ooh. Very intelligent people. So Ooh. it's very difficult also to be able to say, ah, but sister, Mona. You with the highest capacity to oh, calculate and evaluate. Mm, uh, when a brother, Mona. Mm-mm. Are you sure? So that's why it gets very, very tricky to identify. It's because it, oh, it's, uh, or sometimes it comes from these people that are highly mentally capacitated. Yeah. Very, very intelligent people where it's yeah. like, and, and very successful. Yeah. Oftentimes, right? And so, like, sometimes I like um, thinking of, um, I think it's the movie American Psycho, where the guy is super successful, right? Super, I don't know what he's into. Super successful in whatever he does, whether he's a lawyer or in real estate, I don't know. But very, very successful. But also happens to be a psychopath. Some of these people give me very much so psychopath energy. Yeah. Like, you are driven, you are successful, like you get things done, you are like on the ball, you're, you know. you're rich, 
but you're also anal and you also exhibit some of these things that for me kind of fall on the spectrum of mentally you're not all the way zipped up tight yeah you're not all the way together mentally you get what i'm saying yeah so i think just to prompt us right i was as you were speaking just googling some of the 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 mental disorders that are i think most prevalent today Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh for me i would say bipolar is up there i would say depression is up there i'd say anxiety disorder is up there i'd say uh ptsd also i'm sure is 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 up there right but I'm, I'm, i'm just thinking of maybe the ones that are closer to what we are talking about which are closer to the fine line that we're talking about between a difficult character and personality and actually being on the spectrum of mental illness Mm because schizophrenia is way out there you get what i'm saying it can be managed where it like kind of looks very mild but like these ones generally i think are the ones culturally where it's just like I'm depressed. Ah, everybody's depressed. You yeah. know what I mean? We everybody's going through something. Yeah, you know what I mean? So let's let's just get into it. So first up, bipolar. Bipolar disorder. Okay, it says, manic episodes may include symptoms such as high energy, reduced need for sleep, and loss of touch with reality. Depressive episodes may include Symptoms such as low energy, low motivation, and loss of interest in daily activities. Mood episodes last days to months at a time and may also be associated with suicidal thoughts. So people with bipolar disorder may experience in terms of mood, mood swings, sadness, elevated mood, anger, anxiety, apathy, Apprehension, euphoria, general discontent, guilt, helplessness, loss of interest or loss of interest or pleasure in activities. Then on the behavioral side, we might see these people with bipolar experiencing irritability, risk-taking behaviors, disorganized behavior, aggression, agitation, crying, Excess desire for sex, hyperactivity, impulsivity, restlessness, or self-harm. Then on the cognitive side, bipolar people might experience unwanted thoughts, delusion, lack of concentration, racing thoughts, slowness in activity, or false belief of superiority. Already just with this one, I feel like... Yeah. I, so many people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So many, like all of the examples that we personally have, they fall in here. Yeah. I swear to God, yeah. <laughs> they are falling. Except right. for the other parts, not all of them. Not all of them, yeah. but most, most of them, yeah. they're hitting them. Yeah. They're definitely hitting a lot of this. So on the psychological side, bipolar may also be expressed or experienced through depression, manic episodes, agitated depression, or paranoia. Then you might also see weight loss or weight gain. With sleep, they might have difficulty falling asleep or have excess sleepiness. Also common is fatigue or pressure of speech. I don't know what pressure of speech sounds like or looks like or what that is. Right. Um, another common one is anxiety disorder. I know a couple of people and sometimes I feel like I have 
anxiety, right? So it says anxiety disorder is usually self-diagnosable. Symptoms include stress that's out of proportion to the impact of the event, an inability to set aside a worry and restlessness. People with anxiety disorder may experience on the behavioral side, hypervigilance, irritability, or restlessness. Cognitively, they might experience a lack of concentration, racing thoughts, or unwanted thoughts. On a whole holistic body front, they might experience fatigue or sweating. It's also common that they experience anxiety. No kidding. <laughs> anxiety, excessive worry, um, fear, insomnia, nausea, palpitations, or trembling. Okay, last one is depression. Okay, so it says depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. It affects how you feel, think, and behave and can lead to a variety of emotional and, and physical problems. You may also have trouble doing normal day-to-day -day activities and sometimes you may feel as if life isn't worth living. Depression isn't a weakness and you can't simply snap out of it. Depression may require long-term treatment, but don't get discouraged. Most people with depression feel better with medication, psychotherapy, or both. Okay. So for the symptoms of depression, it says the following. Although depression may occur only once during your life, people typically have multiple episodes. During these episodes, symptoms occur most of the day, nearly every day, and may include 1. Feelings of sadness, tearfulness, emptiness, or hopelessness. 2. Angry outbursts, irritability, or frustration, even over small matters. 3. Loss of interest or pleasure in most or all normal activities such as sex, hobbies, or sports. Four, sleep disturbances, including insomnia or sleeping too much. Five, tiredness and lack of energy. So even small tasks take extra effort. Six, reduced appetite and weight loss or increased cravings for food and weight gain. Seven, anxiety, agitation, or restlessness. Eight, slow thinking, speaking, or body movements. Nine, feelings of worthlessness or guilt, fixating on past failures or self-blame. Ten, trouble thinking, concentrating, making decisions, and remembering things. Eleven, frequent or recurrent thoughts of death, suicidal thoughts, suicide attempts, or suicide. 12. Unexplained physical problems such as back pain or headaches. Then there's an interesting part where they talk about depression symptoms in kids. Common signs and symptoms of depression in children and teenagers are similar to those, to those of adults but can have some differences. Number one. In young children, symptoms of depression may include sadness, irritability, clinginess, worry, aches and pains, refusing to go to school or being underweight. Two, in teens, symptoms may include sadness, irritability, feeling negative and worthless, anger, poor performance or poor attendance at school, feeling misunderstood and extremely sensitive, using recreational drugs or alcohol, eating or sleeping too much, self-harm, 
loss of interest in normal activities, and avoidance of social interactions. Depression is not a normal part of growing older, and it should never be taken lightly. Unfortunately, depression often goes undiagnosed and untreated in older adults, and they may feel reluctant to seek help. Symptoms of depression may be different or less obvious in older adults, such as memory difficulties or personality changes, physical aches or pain, fatigue, loss of appetite, sleep problems, or loss of interest in sex, not caused by medical condition or medication, often wanting to stay home rather than going out to socialize or doing new things, and lastly, suicidal thinking or feelings, especially in older men. If you feel depressed, make an appointment to see your doctor or mental health professional as soon as you can. If you're reluctant to seek treatment, talk to a friend or a loved one, any healthcare professional, a faith leader, or someone else that you trust. Okay, I'm going to stop right here. I'm, I'm particularly interested in identifying depression or anxiety, right, in, in children and in teens. Uh, I don't, I feel like we have been observing for the past few years now uh, an increasing spike in the number of suicide cases in young people, right? Uh, here in Lesotho in particular or here in, in Maseo, within our our social circle or somewhere in the in the area proximity of the social circle, right? And it's something that's so disturbing um and heartbreaking honestly right because these are people that we know who we interact with every day um who you would never suspect but in hindsight once the the suicide has happened then you go oh my god actually there've been signs in what they've been posting what they've been talking about kind of the you can see the little signs of where their mental state was at, right? And this particularly hit home for me. I have, I have a, how old is she? 12 or 13. My niece is turning 12 in about a month, right? And the other night, my mom called me into the, the living room and I walked in and she was crying and I didn't understand what was going on. So I sit there and I ask to know what's going on. And she says the kids in her school are bullying her. They don't want to sit with her at break time. They're doing other stuff. Like they, they take the same kind of transport to school. They don't want to sit in with her in the taxi. And she just wants to feel accepted, you know. And my niece is like a very sassy, very outspoken girl very confident we have a quite quite a very sassy relationship with each other you know she's she's different but i guess it's never really stuck out to me because i've always been like a very different kid you know what i mean like i've just always been kind of like a weird kid and i never had problems i never had problems in primary school or in high school like i was always able to make friends and things of that nature so i didn't really think too much of it i just thought oh she's sassy this must be what the new kids are on you know what i'm saying and it was absolutely heartbreaking for me to to be sitting there and listening to her talk about how these kids are so 
mean to her and how alienated she feels. And it just drove home for me the fact that we really don't know what's going on in people's lives. Like, this is a person, I we live in the same house. And I see her and I talk to her and it's all good. You know, we, we have a little sassy back and forth and I feel like she's fine. You know what I mean? Or what I am perceiving is that this person is fine. And, and that therein lies the danger of undiagnosed mental illness. Not that she has a mental illness, but like just kind of the difficulties and the challenges that she's having mentally that really, really are affecting her and how she grows and how her identity forms. She's so young, right? I had no idea. I had no idea. And one thing my mom said was, you know, sometimes with kids when they feel isolated or they feel, you know, like they want to be accepted, then they get really desperate and and could find themselves in situations where they are like compromised in terms of just... I, I just want to fit in. I just want to, you know, be liked and for people not to pick on me or to single me out or to isolate me. And man, it's really, it's really difficult. It, it's really, really, really difficult. And that's why I think we've been aware for a very long time, like Generation Z, Gen Z, they're brilliant, right? They're these young kids that are just, born special, born beautiful, born better. Like they're just better at everything. They're beautiful. They're gifted. They're talented. They're go-getters. They're all of these amazing things. And they are hyper, hyper, hypersensitive, hypersensitive. And so things like bullying, like we, we can't even relate on that level because I mean, we've, there've always been bullies, but we, we're able to cope how we were able to cope in, in today. It's a crime today. It's in like, cause someone can die from someone you. Could from die. you someone could die. Someone, someone could, could die, die from you bullying them. Someone could decide that what you said to them or did to them was enough for them to feel like they don't deserve to be in this world. And we've seen so many, many, many cases of that. And it's, we were talking about it the other day. We were talking about, um, there was that video of those girls in a high school yeah. that were fighting. Well, not really fighting. They were just beating up this one girl and this yeah. other one girl just came up and started beating up, beating and beating and beating and beating up this girl, right? Yeah. And then the, this girl committed suicide and wrote a letter and said, and addressed it to that one person and said, hey, dude, um, as a result of your behaviors, you know what? I decided maybe I should depart and hopefully you'll, you, you're good for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I think definitely, I think we're the, 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 the this generation is extremely volatile as mm. far as that internal space. Mm. Um, yeah. Bullying. Like I got bullied a little bit and I bullied a little bit. In, in, I mean, you know, that was the way of the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. Then. You have to, yeah. you, you kind of have to survive. Yeah. And the hardships that people, ex- that like also there's, and that should also say something about, you know, these generations and kind of the energies that they are born into mm. and the differences that we were born and raised in. Mm. That's why our parents think we're soft and we think this next generation is a bit soft. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like our parents say, ah, you you guys are like this and like like you, 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 you're you lazy or you're, you're entitled, you're, 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 you're spoiled, you're, spoiled yeah. you're soft. Yeah. When When we were growing up, 
we used to walk from here to here. You can't even walk to the shop there when I send you to go walk to the shop, you know, type of type of stories. And we're dealing with now the the internal spectrum of the intangible things, which are the emotional space and the mental space and the spiritual spaces um, of these these people of this generation. If if a kid gets bullied like we got bullied at the time, for instance, things like um, in high schools, when you enter into high school, you get initiated into a boys group and they do certain things to make you and they force them on you. Mm. There were cultures that forced mm. they, they, they forced, forced them on you. Same as when you go to varsity and you start you, you decide to belong into a sorority, a sorority, a fraternity. A fraternity. Yeah. They're gonna do certain Hazing, things. Like, yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna go through some ropes, same as a gang. Yeah. When you enter into a gang, they do certain things to you know to make sure Initiation. that you exactly. Yeah. You know your rite of passage is not nice. Yeah. Just for existing yeah. in a school or in a space, specifically with schools, but with those different ones, it's law and those people are designed for it, so to speak. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Or at least they choose it. But with with those same things that used to be done to kids, that man, it's. I think it's such a wide spectrum for me. Like it's such a wide spectrum, the issue of mental health and I guess where we started. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to go too far. I just take the lead from you uh, with where you want to go because man, even with this one of, of kids and today, man, people like, are committing suicide on a daily like and the suicide rates keep going higher so now that's also a science of the times not even on the mm. issue of of um not even an issue of um the kids that are born you know of this of this generation if you look at the context of Lesotho you're also dealing with older people mm. globally mm. globally this mm. the, the, like the, the the rates of depression keep spiking daily now that's a whole science that you can you can really 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 interrogate and figure out okay what is what are the contributing factors and internally because for me the way i look at things my lens is always about certain things that are intangible that deal with the mind and that that deal with the spirit and that deal with your emotional state those intangible things need to be taken care of with the intangible things mm. which are spiritual things mm. i.e. cultivating doesn't mean that you know i don't have hard times but the you know i don't have times where it's like super difficult for me as someone that is a a, a practitioner of you know someone that's practicing in the african spiritual practice space and my job is to help people go through certain things you know I, I it doesn't mean that i don't have my lows where i feel like but i know where to go almost i know where to go to cultivate that energy and to build my energy and to build my vibration i swear to god sometimes i don't even go and do my sessions where i you know talk to my ancestors i sometimes just sit I sit there and I can feel my energy going back up and feeling like, oh man, I just needed to get recharged because if I'm next to this space, if I am next to this environment and these people, I know they're going to feed me the energy that I need. Mm. Vibrationally, I will feel the difference and my frequency will definitely go up. So I always, I every time, I, I remember having a conversation a while back and I think maybe at the time, I, I, maybe I still have that same that same feeling about how like the for me depression it's it's all about cultivating enough energy to sustain you through and through 
difficulties and tough times. I have people, you're talking about um, anxiety. I have so many people, so many people that come to see me that have anxiety. And all we do is sit there and interrogate what causes it from my lens Mm. of that space. Mm. There's so many people that come out of, that have come out of anxiety, self-sabotage, depression. Mm. And I didn't give any meds. Mm. There's a, there's, I don't want to go into the deep. There's some people that had heart problems. Mm. People that were diagnosed with heart problems mm. that went to this doctor and went to that doctor and went to that doctor and went to that doctor. And they were told, no, you have a heart problem. Come get meds. And that person went and went to get the meds. You know, when this lady came, she said, you know what? I think you might, I don't know, but you need to tell me what's going on with me. I said, okay, you don't even have them. We did the consultation. I promise you, I don't want to tell you what I gave her, but it wasn't, I'm not going to go into the details of that, but most of it had to do with her coming into that space and me being able to extract that thing and put in context to her experiences Mm. to say, this is why this is happening. And sometimes people just need perspective. Mm. You understand what I'm Mm. saying? Some people Mm. just need perspective with people that are depressed. They need perspective Mm. with people that need that have uh, anxiety. They need perspective. I can't say much about that. uh, People that have bipolar Mm. because I think bipolar is a bit more intricate, but I know with depression and anxiety, I've dealt with those cases comes in now the issue of the differences between Western medicine and African spiritual, you know, institutions and how we kind of bring married remedies to, 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 to people and, and bring solutions like that. It's very different. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? It's very, very different. So, man, I, I think I've, I've dealt with multiple cases. I've dealt yeah. with multiple cases. I think um, the last thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on, right, is, is stress, right? We all know stress, what stress is, right? But a lot of people don't understand that stress of any kind actually has or can result in physical symptoms and issues right so the physical symptoms of stress can include aches and pain chest pain or feeling like your heart is racing exhaustion or trouble sleeping headaches dizziness or shaking high blood pressure muscle tension or jaw clenching stomach or digestive digestive problems trouble with having sex weak immune system It says stress can also lead to emotional and mental symptoms such as anxiety or irritability, depression, panic attacks, and sadness, right? And so for me, with reading all of these different things, it sounds like there is a commonality in in all of these things, right? There's there's definitely an underlying thing that is very, very similar. And I think it's very interesting you speaking about the lens through which you being a practitioner of traditional healing systems use, right? And it's not based on medicating people. This is going to lead to what I think the solution is, right? The solution, a lot of times for people's problems, whether it's stress, which can lead to anxiety and depression and all these other things, is really just safe spaces, Safe spaces for people to feel as though they can be heard. A lot of times people, we don't speak. We don't speak to what our problems are. And a lot of times when I hear you talking about 
um, your sessions with some of your patients, it's always someone will come in with a particular problem, whatever it is, whether it's physical or it's something that's going on in their life. And they speak on the issue and you guys kind of try to like dissect what the issue is. And eventually what ends up happening is that person, because of being in that space, feels free and even wants to stay longer where you end up having three, four, five hour conversations with people because for the first time, a person is sitting in a space where they feel like they are safe and they can speak on whatever, any and every single thing that is going on in their life. We don't have that. And that's why we always talk about the fact that you are not only a a traditional healer or a practitioner, you are also a psychiatrist or a psychologist, you are a counselor, you end up giving, you know, marriage advice and counseling to people, you end up doing counsel, family counseling, because that space encourages openness, right? Through, through people having contact with their ancestry and having them, you know, inform them on what is going on in their lives and how, you know, to up to, to practically understand the things that are going on in their life, that opens them up to, to being comfortable enough to say, whoo, I'm like, I, I want to release the burden. Yeah. A lot of people are carrying tremendous burdens and it doesn't matter if it's my niece. It doesn't matter if it's a kid, it's a teen, it's whatever. Each person, age doesn't matter. At at the age of 11 or 12, whatever you are going through means as much to you as what I'm going through as a 30-year-old. Means as much as what my mom is going through as a 60-year-old or whatever the case. You know what I mean? The things that are going on in your life, in your space, emotionally and um, spiritually, those things are important to you. And it's not about if the next person can understand fully your experience it's about the fact that your experience has weight and a lot of times we don't know how to communicate that we don't know how to communicate that or we get caught up in in feeling as though i need to be strong or i need to be perceived in a particular way you know what i'm saying i don't want to be perceived as weak and we talk about men all the time and how men are literally dying on the inside at their own hand because we don't have this thing culturally of men being able to be vulnerable and speaking about their emotional space and that thing is killing them there's a reason why there's so much violence there's a reason why there's so you get what i'm saying in our society openness is cultural blasphemy for men say that say that louder you get what i'm saying like we don't have a culture of really being open and vulnerable and speaking what our experiences are and how they affect us for whatever fears or reservations that we have, whether it's weakness, whether it's, I don't know, not wanting to let people in because of whatever fears that you have of rejection or whatever the case might be, but it's all rooted in fear a lot of times. You know what I mean? And that thing is killing us. I am so passionate about this pod because I feel like I want every single person to be able to take these tools, man. What we're just, we're not just speaking. These are tools. These are tools that can literally help you to change your life. 
I'm speaking on what I know because when I started doing these things, when I started being reflective, when I started being accountable, when I started, you know, changing my ideas of perception and the world. Having access to your ancestors. Having access huge part is having access to God and to my ancestors. When I changed all of these things, it changed my life. Fear was gone. Anxiety was gone. 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 I used to live with fear on the daily. I have no fear. I mean, I have fears, but not on the level of every day I'm paranoid. Every day I feel like somebody's going to like get me or come get my family or whatever. Like I don't have that anymore. And the remedy is fix yourself so that you can help the other people in your life also get fixed. And that's how then you create the space that is safe for your mom to be able to lean on you and be like, hey, this is what's going on with me. You get me? For your brother to be able to lean on you, for your kids to be able to come up to you and say, I know that if I talk to my dad or if I talk to my mom or if I talk to my uncle, he's going to listen and he's going to hear me. He's going to hear me. And I know that what he says is something that I can apply because I see who he is. What Like, this is, again, why we don't appreciate people who, who speak about the things that are so close and personal to us on a superficial level. When we speak about energy and like now it's, it's a, it's a, it's a key, key word. It's, it's a, it's a word of the moment. It's, it's like this nice, it's a, you know what I mean? Like cultural currency shandies. It's like, that's not what it is. My guy, you need to go deeper in your understanding because one thing about kids, they know how to, how to read energy. They just do. They don't need words for it. They don't, they don't need to understand the concept or do it in the woke way. Like they know what it is. And people, intrinsically know energy they can feel energy we sense energy and so the more you get right with yourself in your internal space the more you attract people who want the same for themselves we often talk about the people who come to us with their burdens right like so many people walk up to me like not random strangers, but sometimes random strangers. Like, that's why I don't pick up my phone because it gives me anxiety because sometimes people call my phone who I know in passing or very loosely and, like, they tell me the burdens of their lives. I'm like, my God, I don't even know where I'm going to start to help you. Like, I'm stressed with my own. You get what I'm saying? I've, I've met somebody who I know in a social space who just started crying and like saying, I'm so happy to see it's an energy thing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just a regular person, but we can sense energy. And the more you get right with yourself, the more you can do for other people. And, and, and that's what we need to understand is it doesn't just end with yourself. If we want to see these spaces where we have, you know, healing within our communities. We also have to engage with healing internally so that we can help other people to heal. There's too much healing that needs to happen in our community, in our society, in our cultures as black people for us not to be doing work too much. So that's my thing. My thing is Let's create the spaces. And you can only create the spaces by working on your own internal space. That's it. Um, for me, 
I've learned in my in my in my space that I deal with a lot of I'm not like I hope I'm very brief so that maybe we can close. What I realize is my job is to curate divine perspective. That's my job. Mm. My job is to give divine perspective to people. Some people are depressed and they end up not seeing where that this is where you see I don't deserve to live. I don't know where to go. I don't know everything looks bad. I'm not enjoying my life even if I have everything in my life going right for me. There's people that have everything that come to me but have nothing internally and they're poor spiritually. Mm. There's a spiritual poverty. Mm. Spiritual poverty leads to these kinds of depressions and I'm not talking about like and I'm not saying that it's only limited to that. I'm talking about my experiences and my perspective. Mm. Spiritual poverty is a thing that leads to anxiety. Mm. Spiritual poverty is a thing that leads to different forms of anxiety, different forms of depression. Mm. And the types of remedies that I provide or curate in the space that I have been borrowed by God and my ancestors, my job is to curate divine perspective. Because when you're depressed, you have no perspective of how to come out of depression. Mm. A lot of people that are depressed are like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I feel this way, even though my life is going so well. People get like, have really good jobs, but they're not okay. Mm. Mm. People have, are living in, we think we see their families and their marriages, but they're not okay. People are working really good jobs and they're not okay. Mm. People have the best things that... You know, like they have the best things and that, that you think, man, definitely that person is living their best life traveling and doing all these different things. But those people are not okay. Even if you have the tangible, even, you, even if you have the physical, even you have the, the perishables, the imperishable ones need to be taken care of. Mm. I'll say this again. Spiritual poverty is a thing. Spiritual poverty is a thing that we need to address for ourselves. That's why I don't care who you believe in. I don't care who you pray to. I don't care. As long as there's something that you do, that you help yourself to cultivate positive energy towards yourself. If it's connecting with your ancestors, if it's connecting to Buddha and Cherinzi, if it's connecting to Brahma or Vishnu or Krishna, or if you're doing, you're, you're a Taoist or you whatever, I don't care. If it's yoga. Sure. Whatever it is, if it's meditation, some people don't even take time off. Eight minutes of your time in your life to say, I need to relax my mind and cool my thoughts and clear my mind of everything and worry and stress. Sometimes it just releases. That's why the intangibles can have a physical impact on your physical. Mm. That's why people with stress lead to strokes. Mm. Because those are energetic knots that your body receives from your spirit and your mind. Facts. You understand what I'm saying? Like, for me, I've met people with anxiety. I've met people with depression. And I remember this one lady, man. Oh, man. She had been in that state for a great deal of her life. A long time in her life where she was just... Half her life she was depressed. She was 30-something. Just depressed. She came to me and I saw this. I don't like people don't tell me what they're going through. I, they come and they consult with me and I tell them what I see. And I, I, and then I got the solution for her life. And it was about 
her going back to be introduced to her ancestors on her dad's side. And she was like, how do you, do you think those people... And her ancestors came and was like, yo, just tell her to come to us on this side. Also to receive the names that we would like to give her. Mm. And she's like, but the way the situation on my dad's end is, I've never met those people. I don't know who those people are. And I don't know if it's going to work. And I said, just contact your dad. Because she had later in her life encountered her dad. I think because her mom had passed on. She's like, yo, I need like, my, my dad is still alive. He's not been in my life all my life. This is all I can hold on to. Mm. You know, she went and they did the ceremony for her, man. And they gave her her names and they gave her her clan name. Mm. She said when she got there, it felt like she was a newborn baby mm. being, who was being celebrated when she was being accepted into the world. Mm. She came back, she's like, I've never, ever in my life experienced such peace, such jubilee, such a euphoric feeling and a harmonious feeling of being accepted and feeling like I belong. Mm. Mm. And that was her healing. These are things that Western medicine and institutions can never provide or curate. There are certain things that science cannot curate. Mm. Certain things that we as black people, our connection to the universe, our connection to ancestry, our connection to the soil is different. And therefore we have to constantly go back to connect with the soil, connect with the universe, connect with the moon, connect with the stars, connect with the constellations, connect with the moon, connect with the water, connect with the wind, connect with the forest, connect with the, with the blood of the animals connect with the blood of our ancestors and there's certain things that to close let me i feel like i'll just go on for for like long but the long and short of it for me a lot of people just need divine perspective mm. to clear off the depression and to clear off the anxiety those are the ones that i've met and some people, I don't want to go into the science of sometimes energetically when you have prevalent negative energy in your life that could be, i.e. a bad spirit, which is in English, negative energy. Mm. <laughs> you understand? In actual English, yeah. I'm a demons. Mm. There's some people that are, that's why you have generational curses. The context of Understanding things like generational curses, man, it's so broad. And the, the way, I guess, the Pentecostal institution of Christianity has always said on it, man, I don't think it's, it's very shallow for me. I don't want to lie. It's very shallow because I've been part of that institution. Um, yeah, I feel like if I go that route, it might, might take long. But I'll just, <laughs> I'll just leave that on, on, on that and really come back to say, there is people that are douchebags that are sometimes actually depressed. Yeah. Who are the people that double down sometimes? And for people that have been born privileged with the gift of empathy, no matter how 
badly they are treated by those types of people, they will always empathize and feel for those people. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. There's nothing wrong with loving people from afar. Mm. There's nothing about there's nothing wrong with praying for people. Mm. Even if they don't know, it's not their job to know, it's for God to remember what you're saying and hopefully, you know, here here you, here you are. Yeah. And then there's there's people that are actually depressed. And there's people that live with actual anxiety. People that have gone for me. I'm speaking about me. Man, I can like this one. Man, there's so many things that happen in that space that are very supernatural and miraculous. miraculous. Yeah. And that tells you. And you know what that is? It's that God source energy. It's that light. It's that ancestry. Ancestral power. Mm. Is that God power? Mm. It's all these deities that surround us. It's all these beautiful deities that conspire for us, for our favor towards the betterment of our lives that exist that when we have access to them, we can see better things coming forward for our lives. And I'm talking about the internal space. Yeah. Because one would argue and say, ah, but sobs, you, where's, where's your, where's your G-Wagon? You know, and I can't, I can't respond. <laughs> you know, I, I've said this before and I will continue to say this probably for the rest of our lives together. I think you literally are a superhero, like literally, like in the, in the comic book sense, you literally have superpowers because some of the things that you can see and and I'm not here trying to I'm not gonna try to convince anyone. I know me personally what you have seen into my life. Like there is no way. There's no way you could know that stuff. And it was just you. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's not just you. It's not just a scam artist who's like cold reading or doing what it's not like the psychic thing. Like Dude, you're you're incredible. You are literally a superhero. Like somebody needs to do a comic. I'm putting it out there in the universe. Hit me up. Let's put it together. A comic book of Sangomas and actual practitioners of these spiritual systems that are indigenous to our people. Put it in a comic book form because my God. Shout out to Skansi Mkholwani and Dele. With that Shizo comic book Shizo and the sort of Shizo. Yeah. Listen, yeah. what you do is insane. And, you know, we have the conversation all the time about material wealth versus spiritual wealth type thing. Or spiritual wealth may be like an obnoxious term. But no, no, it, it is what it, it is. It is wealth. It is wealth. It is Best wealth. Best believe it is wealth. It the- really is. And how. I love what you're saying. I, I don't even want to go to repeat too much, but spiritual poverty does manifest in all of these negative things of the material world. Exactly. It, it really does. And I think for me to close, to, to get back to the babies, because I'm here for the babies. Yeah. Okay? You said something about the age and time that they were born in. Yeah. 
And I'm going to bring it back to the West, maybe to, to tap into the other people who maybe are not so far deep in the belief. You know, it's, it's very trendy now to be talking about, oh, it's the age of Aquarius. It it's is. the age of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And we know, as you've just eloquently put it, we have a connection to the stars. We have a connection to the universe. And these things are real things. Yeah. Whether or not you, you put stock in them, they're yeah. actually real things. And so for the babies and for the Gen Zs and whoever's going to come after this Gen Zs to come out being as sensitive as they are, yeah. it's because of the age that we are in. Yeah. And the currency is shifting. And I think that's why so many people now more than ever are realizing the spiritual poverty that they have yeah. because the currency of the world is changing. It's changing. It's changing whether or not you subscribe. It's changing. That's why people Facts. feel empty. They have everything material, but they are not satisfied. Yeah. Their spirits are calling out for, for something more. else, yeah. for something different. And yeah. that's why we have all time rates, all time high rates of all of these mental illnesses, yeah. anxieties, depressions, dissociations, suicides, you name it. suicides, yeah. because now is not the time for what has worked before Mm -hmm. for what has worked for the generations before to be hard and to be, you know, men are sheep and they don't cry. That time is over. It's done. You better tap in. You better tap into yourself. You better tap into that source. You're going to need it. Yeah. You will not be able to prosper. You will prosper in the material. Yeah. But you will not enjoy your life yeah. if on whatever level you don't tap into your soul, you don't tap your soul into the source. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah, yeah. You gotta. Enter the matrix. Listen, get out of the matrix. Or rather, yeah. Get out of the matrix and go tap into Zion, my guy. Yeah. You need to go to Zion and really see what the real is. And that's why I was saying before... We all need to tap in so that the environment for these kids, for the next generations, can be right. Mm, Because I don't think that they're soft. You you understand? I I think they're brilliant. I think, like you, they're they're born better than us because they already have superpowers. You get what I mean? They're so in... They're so tapped in already and they are coming into a hostile world where people don't know how to live, how they're supposed to live by starting at the source. You get me? And so they're dissociating. They're depressed. They don't know what it is that they're supposed to do out here. And a lot of what I hear from people is... I feel so lonely. I feel so isolated. I don't know why people don't get me. We need to shape up so that our people can find us sooner. Yeah. So that kids can be born and already have spaces. Yeah. As the I was I was just watching something about the so-called war between the millennials and the Gen Zs. I'm like millennials and Gen Zs aren't fighting. If anything, we understand as millennials that we are the gateway. We are the bridge for these Gen Zs to be able to do what they're supposed to do. They're here to save the world. Okay? We're here to facilitate. Yeah. These old school guys, we don't know what's going on with them, 
But for us, we need to help the next generation coming through to be the best that they can possibly be. Yeah. And and that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. Um, yo, disclaimer, we don't know every, everything. This is obviously, again, just from our perspective and our understanding, there is a broad spectrum in mental health. It's not all spirit-based necessarily. There is some of it where it's like there's chemical imbalances in your brain and whatever. There is, there is a scientific aspect to yes. it and that is not what we're speaking to. We yeah. are speaking strictly to the more spiritual aspect of it. And I say spiritual, I'm already scared because you hate that word. But we're on that end of it. We're on, on, on the other end. We're on the alternative end alternative. to the scientific side. The, sci- the science is there. The science is it real. It exists and it's, it's real. It's real. That's it's, what, yeah. It's real. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, I'm sure there are people who have a thing where they can be in the spiritual space and get healing from that and still maybe even need the Western 100%. aspect of it 100%. as well just to balance the hormones, exactly. balance the chemicals, whatever, whatever. Exactly. But this part, this aspect that we are speaking about right now, when we're speaking about soul, when we're speaking about spirit, it's real as well. And we all need to tap in. Yeah. And I think to to add on to 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 what you're saying about like the there's there's an existing science is there like this is not to take away from anything that is Western or anything that is science based and also not to say that science is only born of the institutions of the West no because it isn't it is not realistically now they there's for instance there's a lady man that I know about well there's a lady that I know whose aunt is a, a traditional healer. She's a prophetess. Long time. So her institution, she's based in, um, in the Eastern Cape. Her institution, her spiritual practice institution, mm. she has someone who is her spiritual child. So this person, and then she she got initiated into the spiritual practice and she got her training. Yeah. But she had like a, an honors in psychology. Mm. So... This person, who is the head of the institution, the the, the grand lady, the, the prophetess, mm. she's trained all her kids, right? So she has the the ones that this particular one who has an honors in psychology, um, be the first gate of um the first gate of 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 um the of screening. Con- yeah, that she's the kind of, she's the screening she's process. the screening. Yeah. So when people say. I twasad and da 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 da, and then she talks like that lady is very stern about giving away the esoteric knowledges of the spiritual systems, right? So she's like, no, this person doesn't. So that she taught this lady the differences between the spiritual and she obviously has the science. Yeah. So she gave her the differences, and they talk about it, and they're like, okay, this is what the differences are. So they now have an actual science of a formula, a formula to say, no, this person doesn't have. She's not twasing. It's just she's a, schizophrenic. She's schizophrenic or so, there's, there's agitation from her ancestors. Give her this. Mm, give her that. That's beautiful. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So there is... The, that's why I even said earlier that um, when I was talking about how we are working on a paper now of conducting research that can help us build um, a stronger understanding specifically based on our context and, you know, in Lesotho to, to build an understanding. These are the, the studies have been made already, but... 
I guess from my perspective of yeah. the relationship we can uh, create or the build we can build between African spiritual systems and Western medicine, right? And the, there's different aspects of it, but one important aspect was specifically in mental health. Mm. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think that to just give people that we, we actually want to go further and understand schizophrenia versus what, 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 what on the spiritual end. Like, we will get to that point where mm. we have a science to to help us understand the differences and what, what is, um, not to say, to add on to your point, that what we're saying now, you know, kind of disregard science and blah, blah. No, it doesn't. We actually do appreciate science and we're working towards building a stronger understanding of these things. And that's to also say that you take what you understand and, you know, keep it for yourself and hopefully it works for you. Yeah, I think I forget where I heard it from, but there is a saying that I picked up somewhere that magic is just science we don't understand yet. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a perfect thing to encapsulate what we're talking about. It's not that these things are mutually exclusive or yeah. that you you get what I'm saying? Like God and science are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. God is science, yeah. but God is also spirit. Yeah. And so the more we get into these spaces and kind of try to merge worlds, the more we will be able to actually see what connects yeah. them and yeah. then be able to do better in terms of healing and understanding and progressing who we are as a people, as the human race. Yeah. That was cheesy, but you, you get which, what I'm trying is, to say. I think which is why this is where we started, which is as Africans, we don't know how to identify people with mental illnesses. Mm. That's where we started with mm. this conversation. Mm. And through that process, surely now we will know, ah, that person acting like that, they might need to sit down with someone that can help them understand seven eight and nine ten but they need like we need to, to be open mm. there's a certain level of vulnerability we need to tap into as a culture mm. that's a whole cultural shift mm. you understand and like mindset. that's that's a change of mindset. whole that's a change change of perspective on mindset so mm. for me we need to get to a place where we can diagnose mental illnesses and identify them and treat them at beginning stage 0 0.1 0 0.1 until it says one until it says two until it says three until it says four you understand mm. not where we get to 10 and we already now we can start saying this person is crazy and this person is crazy and like i said maybe for the next whenever again we get to have um uh, our conversation that's in this kind of field because it's so broad mm. i guess i'll go back to also some of the other experiences that i've had yeah many many other experiences that i've had not only in the space where now i'm a practitioner but before i was a practitioner and my journey and how it had to do with a lot of mist diagnosing and missed like being misdiagnosed a lot mm, mm. Ooh, being, that's yeah, a deep chat yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's maybe, a deep chat maybe we'll, we'll, the next yeah, yeah the next one because that would be another three yeah. hours probably yeah that's a um, deep chat yeah 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 i think that's that's me that's it we're done <laughs> yeah. all righty okay so if you've made it this far thank you so much for your attention thank you for hearing us out as always Thank you to my lovely and gorgeous co-hosts. Oh, hey. Wow. <laughs> well done. Thank you so much. Uh, don't forget to share, 
like comment subscribe although this is not youtube but you get you get the drift and with that being said we're out of here here we go peace